1: ESPN Denver 1600 presents Clar and Company.
2: Like that twang. Love it. He's Mark Knudsen. I'm Michael Clar. And uh, this is the Broncos Blast portion of Clar and Company featuring Ian St. Clair. Follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Sports. We'll talk about the Bronco D top rated how good is it has it been tested can it hold up and keep them in the game against minnesota and we'll do that in this section which is brought to you by the folks who at Framed art brian hart's framed art 3065 south broadway when you go in there i mean you, you often see framed bronco gear you see it all the time and it's often done for the broncos themselves but this week on twitter you can see a full CU basketball jersey that they framed for University of Colorado Health. Uh, you can see CSU and CSU uh, and CU football jersey. You don't have to go in the store; just go on uh, at Framed Art on Twitter or check their Facebook Facebook page. Framed Art is the choice of all local colleges. And, well, Brian Hart's Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway.
1: It is the best time of year to be a f- sports fan. Pro and college football in full swing. Hitting the home stretch. plus hockey and hoops. You can catch all the game action at Stoney's Bar and Grill, 11th and Lincoln in the heart of downtown. And Stoney's Uptown, 1035 17th Street, just west of Park Avenue. A combined 88... Big screen TVs will show you every single game. And Stony's Uptown, the home for Nebraska Cornhuskers fans, every game day today at 10 o'clock against Wisconsin. Pre-game, post-game, every game is on at Stony's Barn Grill and Stony's Uptown. Check them out.
2: And we welcome in our Broncos Blast Broncos correspondent. Good morning, Ian St. Clair. Good morning, Ian. Hello, Ian. I, I guess he set the alarm,
0: huh? Well, I can barely hear you guys. Okay, I- oh I can't. I can't complain about being let in with uh, Nirvana's smell yeah, Like there you Spirit." Go. Yep, that, there you go. That takes me back to my to my childhood of listening to Nirvana. So, Your childhood. There
1: you go. Yeah, I feel old when you <laughs> talk like that. That was just released a couple years ago, wasn't it? Okay.
0: Yes, let's go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. It, it, Thank, it, you. It is, Thank you.
1: It is one of the greatest
2: names for a song ever. I will. Yep. I will say that. Yep. No one could give you uh, angst and anxiety like uh, Nirvana. <laughs> That's right. They were. They were brilliantly upsetting. Hey. Broncos defense getting a lot of praise and then you look at the numbers they're top you know uh you know like what, what are they um uh top five or so in, in the league in uh, or top eight or so in yards per game uh scoring uh defense but you look at it the this is only the only the second top uh 14 even offense that this team has faced in the last guys they faced number five kansas city didn't have patrick mahomes at quarterback when they faced them. the vikings come in number eight on offense in yards per game number nine on points scored per game which is not even as good as uh, as kansas city but they will have their quarterback
0: and that's why i think it's so important for this defense to do whatever it can to slow down dalvin cook Because he's been playing at an MVP level this entire year up there with Christian McCaffrey. And so if they can at least try to slow down Dalvin Cook, because if that offense is rolling on all cylinders like it has the potential to, even without Adam Thielen, who still has that hamstring injury, so Kirk Cousins will be minus one huge weapon – they need to do whatever whatever they can to slow down Delvin Cook because if he's going to if he is a force out of the backfield and this is a guy who owns Delvin Cook and his fantasy in his fantasy team <laughs> they they just they need to do whatever they, whatever they can to slow it to slow him down and make Kirk Cousins the one who who beat you because if you make them one dimensional as much as you can that's the recipe to beat the Vikings because then you're putting the game on Kirk Cousins shoulders and that allows Von Miller and Malik Reed and Derek Wolf and that front to get after Kirk Cousins and pressure him. But if you're not containing and slowing down Dalvin Cook, it makes it exponentially harder to do that because I think this off, if you look at Gary Kubiak as he's not the offensive coordinator because Stefanski is, but it's basically his system, which is a branch of Mike Shanahan. And the NFL released its top 100 teams over the last two weeks. And, and that Broncos 98 team that won Super Bowl 33 was number 14. And that's the, that's the offense that Gary Kubiak wants with this Vikings team. And if Cook is going like he has, it's going to be that much harder to beat this team.
1: I think that 98 team is grossly underrated, to be honest with you. That's a top 10 team of all time. That back-to-back Super Bowl champions, the way they demolished teams that year. I mean, they had a shout going undefeated. I don't know how they end up. There's 13 teams better than them. Uh, certainly, the current teams now that in the salary, that was right at the very edge of the salary cap era. Um, Broncos had kind of circumvented the camp, wink, wink, to get to put that team together. Um, the teams that have come after that in the salary cap, including all the Patriot Dynasty teams, uh, weren't as good as that Bronco team. They weren't. You can't be in the salary cap there. So, but anyway, that's just my... And by the way, both of you guys, um, Woody Page on WoodyPage.com this week wrote uh, that Gary Kubiak belongs in the Broncos' ring of fame. And I think that's, I, the more you think about it, it makes, he makes a very good point for that. Yeah, and, uh, and not and I I as a
2: quarterback, really.
1: Yeah, well, Bo, I mean, just <laughs> he belongs in the Broncos <laughs> ring of fame. And I think that would, yeah, I mean, you can't play in career. But, yeah, I, I think that, that's a good point. But I want to talk about the other side of the ball for a minute. And uh, Brandon Allen making his second start. Um, the element of surprise is kind of gone. There's film on him now. Uh, Vikings are a team that are normally based on or built around their defense. How does Brandon Allen do today? <laughs>
0: The idea of Brandon Allen making his second career start going against a defensive coordinator like Mike Zimmer is a daunting task. And then especially (laughs) when you consider that front seven for the Minnesota Vikings and what they just did to the Dallas Cowboys, that offensive line and Ezekiel Elliott. Because if you look at offensive lines and you compare the Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos, They're not comparable. The Dallas Cowboys have one of the best offensive lines in football, if not the best in football. And the Minnesota Vikings just shut down Ezekiel Elliott. So the idea of Daniel Hunter and Everson Griffin going against Garrett Bowles and Elijah Wilkinson, and then Mike Zimmer going against the quarterback making his second career start on the road – I I mean, I, I get everyone wants to be excited and see what they have in Brandon Allen, but this is a daunting task. And I think Rich Scangarello is going to have to put forth a plan, but also call his best game of the season if they want to come out of the Twin Cities with a win on Sunday
2: all right and let's get to that we uh you've given us the you know the daunting task in front of the offense and brandon uh, allen in just his second nfl start uh and you've also given us the game plan stop dalvin cook on uh, when he has the and, and nate kirk cousins beat you uh which i like um mm-hmm. I agree. can the broncos and will the broncos do that what's your score
0: I think the I, the one thing that I think this defense is able to do is, and you mentioned the stats, Michael, they're second in the NFL in red zone defense. So I think where you'll see this defense step up on Sunday is in the red zone. And I think they'll make Dan Bailey kick field goals. I don't think the offense is going to be able to do enough because I don't think they're going to be able to run the football. And that means that Brandon Allen is going to have to do it by himself. And that's just too much to ask for a quarterback making the second start. So on the podcast with Adam Alnati, I predicted a more lopsided win. I still think the Broncos, as they enter, as double-digit underdogs, and by the way, they're 2-10 since 1980 in those games. Ooh. The two wins came in Super Bowl 32 and then on Monday night in 1987 against the Oakland Raiders. I still think they're going to lose by double digits but i think it's going to be closer than i originally thought i think they're going to lose 23 13.
2: okay well that that's a game that bronco fans at least uh, can watch it as a game let's let's look at the other matchup uh something that you talked to me about off the air it's it's a coaching showdown it's uh, vic fangio famed defensive mind against uh, zimmer for uh, for Minnesota, who is also known for defense, and the the former mastermind of the Broncos offense, Gary Kubiak. How do you break down the coaching advantages?
0: I that's one of the most intriguing matchups in terms of head coaches that you'll see throughout the league because they're they're so similar, but you, they're they're so different because Mike Zimmer is obviously, as you mentioned, a defensive mastermind. Vic Fangio is a defensive mastermind, but they go about it in different ways. But they're also both old school, which I really like. And I think the only one that's comparable to the hint, to those two guys in the league is Bill Belichick. That's what makes it so intriguing is they, it's all about defense. It's all about the, the old school way of just of going about it and being tough, physical, do the basics. So that's what's so intriguing about it. And then in terms of Gary Kubiak, you mentioned it, Michael. I, I I do think Kubiak should be in the ring of fame eventually, but I don't think it should be before guys like Riley Odom, Steve Foley, obviously Mike Shanahan, maybe Ed McCaffrey. So eventually, but not before those guys. And it, Gary Kubiak is one of those guys where it seems like he he's more – He's more set to be an offensive coordinator because it keeps him out of the spotlight and it keeps the pressure and the stress of dealing with the media on a daily basis as a head coach out of his forte. And he's just able to do what he's clearly good at. And that's putting an <laughs> offense together.
2: Well, uh, on that note, we've got your prediction. We will watch uh, enthusiastically and look for your Sunday uh your Sunday night column, winners, uh, losers, you know, who's who succeeded, who didn't. And of course, the podcast that comes up every week with uh, you and Adam Malnati on Mile High Report. Follow him at Ian St. Clair at Mile High Report and uh, read him uh, on milehighreport.com. Ian, have a great uh, football Saturday and Sunday.
0: Thanks, guys. See ya.
2: See ya. Well, strong prediction. He's uh, he's, he's in a better he's place. He's rooting me- uh, against his uh, fantasy team, he- and who has Dalvin Cook, but uh, <laughs> he's predicting the Vikes he's, will prevail. He's anyway. in a better
1: he's in a better place mentally now. Don't you think? <laughs> he, just, he seems more relaxed. He's not I, I think so, the
2: nah. win took a lot of pressure yeah, off a lot perhaps, of
1: people, perhaps. especially those
2: who cover the team, ex- except for Chris Harris, who still can't stand Kiz, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> we heard about that last segment. All right, Ram Roundup. Kelly Lyle is next. Ram's on a roll. Three wins in a row. Three and two record in Midwin in the uh, Mountain West Conference. But can they figure out their rival nemesis? Air Force Academy, that rivalry game takes place (laughs) today. We'll talk to Kelly about that.